0: Let's talk about something important today. In the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk to young children about child sexual abuse. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul, and I sit in a car each week, answering a question, sometimes a complex question, to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And my answer for this week's question comes from the growth pillar, of the evolved family method. Now, the growth pillar shows you how this type of learning can happen for every age and stage. When I'm saying this type of learning, I'm talking about learning all the things related to sex, bodies, and safety in this case. Now, the growth pillar makes it easier to know what to say and helps you to understand why it can make you feel completely impossible I'm talking about. Really complex things related to the broken parts of the world. So, what you may be doing if you have this question about how to talk to your young child about child sexual abuse is to hesitate to start talking. Maybe you're hesitating for more than three months. You've been talking about this for a good few months now. Maybe you're Googling what to say to young kids under four years old about this type of abuse. Maybe. Even though you're Googling, you're not able to put what you learn into practice. And maybe you're having trouble remembering that the conversation needs to happen. And I understand why you would have trouble with this because, you know, we're all trying to protect our kids from pain and hardship. So it really might not feel logical to talk about something so tragic and something so scary with children so young. I've learned when parents try to protect their kids in this way by not talking about scary topics like sexual abuse, that it's a sign that the courageous tongue-tied parent effect is in full play. Now, that effect causes you to feel pulled in two opposite directions. One hand, you are trying to protect your child by not wanting to take away their innocence, by warning them about child sexual abuse and in the other way you're pulled in the opposite direction knowing in your heart that conversations are protective and important to have but you're feeling stuck and worried about doing it wrong and that makes sense why you feel pulled in opposite directions like that because it's very rare to see practical examples of what talking to kids um, about sexual abuse looks like and sounds like. So you're left with the theory and no idea of how to put it into practice. So in this episode, I'm gonna show you three important points to consider when you talk to young children about child sexual abuse. So you go from feeling like a courageous but really tongue-tied parent to protecting your kid by building your evolved communicating family and starting to talk about sensitive things like abuse. Point one, every conversation we have with young children about their body, and their genitals and that their body is theirs um, and who the people are that are part of their inner circle um, are protective when we make the effort to talk about things like where babies come from these conversations can help protect our child from sexual abuse because we're turning up and showing them that we can talk about anything even things and particularly things Um, that other people think are secrets. Now, developing habits to talk about things that other people think are secrets is an important part of parenting. And it gives our kids signals that we don't think those things are secret in our house. Um, You can use books to help you with conversations like this. Now, there are specific books about Boundaries and sexual abuse, and I've got a list of seven that can help you talk specifically about body boundaries, what no means, consent, respecting other people's boundaries and body needs, and body safety education. So I'm going to put um, that list of books into the the notes somewhere around this episode and if for some reason you can't find that list, you know you can always reach out to me either by email or sliding into my DMs to get that list so I can send it on to you. So it's no problem at all. Books can really help us find language that is, uh, feels more natural to talk about with young kids. Point number two, consider how you feel about children who have experienced child sexual abuse maybe you have an experience of that in your family Um, what beliefs do you hold about those children maybe that they're damaged maybe that they're broken maybe that um, their life will be fundamentally altered and um, and they will experience terrible difficulties All those things may be true. But when we focus on the negatives, and stay with me here because this is maybe a little bit complicated. When we focus on all the negatives that can happen following child sexual abuse, sometimes it influences the way that we have conversations with children about um, the fact that child sexual abuse happens in the world. So what I mean by could it be possible to have a conversation with a child to say, you know what? There are people in the world that don't understand the rules about bodies, right? That's pretty simple thing to say. And our child will say, what, what do you mean rules about bodies? And I said, well, you know the rule that we all get to say what happens to our body. Um, so, for example, we are allowed to decide who touches us and we are allowed to decide um, uh, what feels good for us. So, for example... You know, if someone wants to play a game where you hold hands and you spin around in a circle, you get to decide if you want to play that game or not, right? So we all get to choose. Every single human gets to choose. That sounds pretty fair, right? Sounds pretty easy. Then we could say things like, and you know what? There are special rules for other parts of our body. So for example, our genitals, our penis or our vulva, depending on what your child has, um, you know, those... Those parts of our body are kept just for us, particularly when we're kids. But do you know what? There are some people in the world that don't realize that. They don't realize that that's an important rule. And so they might say, let's, I'm going to show you my penis or, you know, let me see your revolver. Let me see your penis. And we all need to remember that the rule in the world is that we don't show that part of our body. Nobody touches that part of our body. It's only ours. It's super special and super wonderful. And it's ours. And you know what? Some people don't know that. Some people don't know those rules. And so that's a really good time to come and let me know that, oh my goodness, my friend Ricky didn't know the rules. Or um, there was a, a friend of a family that we know who didn't know the rules and asked to see my my penis or my vulva, right? Can you hear how the way my voice sounds is really sort of like, this is just another part of life, right? And I'm not allowing the sense of dread and fear and worry to color my tone. And so my child, with this sort of lightness, should be able to feel really open and able to come and tell me that something has happened, just like they might be able to tell me that someone took their lunch at school, right? Because they know that I'm a safe space. I'm happy to talk about anything. And I'm not going to make them feel anxious or afraid or worried. I'm an adult. I keep my emotions in here with me, I process my emotions with other adults. I don't process my emotions with my kids. That's not my kid's job, right? So when we're talking about having conversations about child sexual abuse, one of the important things is to notice what the stories are in our head about this unpleasant, horrible, abusive thing that happens in the world and um, deal with those emotions and those stories, so that when we show up to our child, we can speak about this in a matter-of-fact way, um, which supports their willingness and interest to come to us and tell us about anything that's going on that shouldn't be going on. Point number three, it's so important to speak in a balanced way about sexuality, broadly sexuality, because as kids get older, if they've only heard warnings and fear around sex and sexuality. They won't see us as an askable adult when they have issues with relationships or pleasure. Life experiences that make it difficult for our kids to grow up with a healthy sexual self range from, of course, having an experience of child sexual abuse through to a lack of accurate information about pleasure, for example, orgasm. And that can lead our kids to be unable to ask for what they need with a future partner because of a lack of understanding about how their body works. Ignorance is dangerous, not only about abuse prevention, but also when our kid is trying to learn who they are and learn what a supporting, loving relationship looks like. This why this abuse prevention conversation is about far more than educating small children about sexual abuse. It's also about giving our child understanding about the breadth of human sexuality and what it actually is. And we live in a world that will often default to conversations about things that go wrong and the fear and the pain that results from that. And so there is a lack of information and experiences that our child can have that can teach them that sexuality is part of who they are we all learn about ourselves as we grow up and that we need the skills to be able to speak up for things that we want in a relationship and that we learn that as we go along. Okay, so you've just learnt how to start talking about child sexual abuse with small children in a way that makes sure you are also having conversations that are balanced about what sexuality is when it's healthy and bringing joy, not just about abuse. But you know what? This information doesn't do you much good, really, if you can't act on it. And the skills of taking action are all in the full, evamily, full Evolved Family Method that I teach inside the Evolved School. Now, being stuck with having the information but not being able to use it will look like buying a book but not being able to use it because it feels too much to read it or hesitating to talk because your kid doesn't ask questions or having a history of sexual abuse in your family of origin and any chats related to that topic can stick in your throat. Um, They physically feel like they're not going through your voice box. So there is such a difference between knowing what you can do to help your kids and actually doing it in a way that feels comfortable and natural for you all. So if you would like to learn the full, eva- full, full Evolved Family Method, click the link somewhere around this video or this episode or in the notes below, and I can do the rest of the work by telling you when the Evolved School opens next. And you can learn the skills of putting this information, this skills, into actual practice and day-to-day conversations about all sorts of awkward things. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.